So Duke and Amy, so the last time I had the privilege of seeing this young man, he was coming through town at MetLife Stadium with um, Romeo Santos. And I know you were quite busy with the tour after that. And of course, now since the pandemic, things have changed a little bit. But Jotan, how you been? What's going on? Been pretty good. Been pretty good ever since then. Um, that was a, a nice show uh, that I saw you at. And ever since that, I just... Uh, been you know doing a little bit of everything sessions teaching online kind of readapting and, and organizing things with this situation how about you guys duke basically the same thing <laughs> we we haven't okay. been touring and i haven't been modeling um oh okay so I, I guess i guess the modeling and the and uh the whole thing you got to do it through social media now right that's right Lots how do you of, like doing? Of, how do you like doing that, Jotan? Do you like doing the modeling? You you look really good in doing it. I see a lot of good. Oh, thank uh, you. Compliments. <laughs> I see a lot of good compliments. Oh. So it seems like you know some people uh, who are not familiar with your music or your artistry think you're sure. think the guy's a model. Do you like doing that? I actually enjoy it. You know what it is? I guess it's with all the clothes that I've been having. I'm like, man, I got to do something with the clothes and kind of have fun with that. But uh, I do. I do enjoy the fashion. Awesome. Apart from the music, yeah. So do you have an, a separate agent for that? Um, actually, I don't. I, oh. I just do it for fun. I guess when we on tour or just locally at home, I take advantage and uh, I do have a photographer. And so once in a while, we take the opportunity, you know, when he's available and I'm, I'm actually free and able to put something together then I'll take advantage and I'll be like, okay, let's, let's do a photo session. Nice. Cool. Now, do you pick oh, out yeah, your own outfits? Do you have a stylist cool. or do you do it Sometimes yourself? I have sponsors. They send me things myself. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I don't have that luxury yet. Now, now Jotan, it's been a little while and obviously uh, for anyone who's familiar with your work, you were really living, you were living in arenas and stadiums around the world before everything changed in March of 2020. How has that sure. been not, you know, being, how has that been not being in the large arenas and the large venues that you were just so accustomed to playing? How has it been being back in a studio and maybe at home and doing some small gigs? How have you adjusted to all that? Definitely different because we had a long stretch for many years when the arenas, the stadiums, the big festival, uh, it's been definitely very different adapting to that. Even though, apart from doing the arenas and the stadiums, I always kind of stay in the groove of doing like some of the, the club gigs, um, schools for theaters, um, the gospel scene. So it it didn't feel like like I had lost everything, but it just felt weird not doing it on a, on a, you know, on a regular basis. So it, it was kind of weird. I was like, okay, are we ever going to go back to that? Mm. So, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a big question right there. Yeah. And, and, and Duke and Amy, I guess for, uh, jo let me ask Jotan this Jotan for people that aren't familiar. Um, what kind of tours were you doing before the pandemic? Like I remember, uh, Romeo had sold out Yankee stadium two nights in a row by himself. I mean, right. where, what kind of, give us an idea. What kind of touring were you doing before this, this thing happened? So before, before the pan, before the pandemic, you're saying, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So we was doing, 
we were doing arenas. We were going around in the U.S. doing like the the Honda, the Staples Center, uh, those type of you know touring shows. But even before that, we was doing like more festivals out in Europe, out in the open, big fields, um, soccer stadiums, things like you know those type of shows. Wow. So it was different. Yeah, what, we were doing like big festivals. What's 30, the biggest 000, crowd? 50, What's the, I was going to ask you, what's the biggest crowd you've played for? So I would say about maybe 85,000 for our, our show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the concerts that we did, uh, Yankee Stadium, we did about almost, I think it was 75,000. But we went to DR and we did 85,000. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And one time we did, we did a festival where they had like six different stages and that was in um, Nicaragua. And they they had a, an estimate over almost close to a million people. It was wow. it was like a Woodstock, but insane. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't you guys I, love I, I, to I would watch see that? People. Yeah, I would love to actually. I'm, like imagine to all of ourselves. these people. <laughs> yeah, because they every, nobody must sit. They must be up dancing the entire time. Totally. No, and, and, uh, and even funny, like I would see people when I was getting on stage to do a quick setup, I was seeing people in the, in the trees, hanging the palm trees, hanging <laughs> down, holding. I was like, are they for real? And I'm here like trying to look, you know, closely. At that time, we didn't have these type of high tech phones, but um, I did have a phone. I'm, I was just taking pictures and then I was trying to zoom in. I was like, is that for real? And that, that was insane. That wow. to me was bugged out. Yeah, swinging from the trees—that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jotan, you—you have—you um, have mastered. I don't, I don't know if that some of our viewers are aware of exactly what it is, and maybe you could explain it first before you answer the question. But you've mastered playing bachata and the bachata rhythms right. and so forth, which is not what maybe the typical American drummer might think of in terms right. of a disco <laughs> beat or something. And right. not only have you ma- not only have you mastered that. Uh, your your technique after Duke and Amy after I saw uh, Jotan uh, up at MetLife I I thought it was going to be the typical rock you know the hands over the head playing gorilla and I was stunned at how quietly but yet effectively Jotan was playing so can you talk about bachata what type of dance is that and and how is it that you play to that dance as opposed to perhaps maybe where people might think, oh, if it's a dance song, it's like a straight 4-4 disco beat, but it's totally different. Right. So I, I would say, you know, if you heard salsa music, right, it has a lot of rhythm, it, it has clave, and there's just so many rhythmic uh, patterns going on. So, you know, people would, would dance to that rhythm. And bachata is a little bit more laid back. It does have a lot of swing, but it's 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 more uh guitar and bongo with with the uh, guida so normally that's what makes the people dance is that rhythm when it's going on so coming from new york city background um playing gospel hip-hop jazz i grew up playing all those styles of music even rock uh in school so once i i joined the band it was like okay i, I gotta respect their style of music it's mainly having the people dance, you know, to that rhythm. So I became almost like the, the cherry on top, the sprinkles, adding the funk, the hip hop, the gospel, the rock. And so I learned to adapt my style 
with theirs, they would just tell me, look, create on top of this, you know, do your thing. We don't want you to change what you're doing. Just want you to be like a, an extra flavor, like a seasoning. So then I just started listening to the music and seeing, okay, how can I, you know, add a little bit of, you know, this flavor. They wanted that, that rough and like uh, funk and pop sound, you know, to create basically to innovate. So hearing that, I just started to, you know, still not overplay over their music, but kind of be that in and out type of sound that just when you hear the drums, you're like, oh, wow, that was different. But at the same time, not so boring playing throughout the whole entire music. So just, you know, hearing them out and then seeing, okay, learning the culture, even though that music comes from Dominican Republic, but it started out in Puerto Rico where, where they would play boleros and the guitar players would adapt the style of the bolero from Puerto Rico. And then they would kind of give it a different little twist to it with percussion. So it started out with, with, with percussion, but then we added the drums. So it was interesting because hearing their culture and the music and then adding all these different elements gave it a nice twist, a kick to it. So if I were going to start my own bachata band, would my fundamental um, percussion instruments be cowbell, bongo, and conga? Or would it be a different, or timbale? Like what, what would be my fundamental um, sure. percussion so instruments? The tra- the tra- that's a good question. The, the, to start, the traditional uh, instruments would be la guira, Okay. Which we have a separate uh, uh, musician playing. It's a metal, uh, it's a metal instrument where it makes like a raspy, canny sound. It almost sounds like a hi-hat. So you would have that player play La Guira, and then you would have a bongo player. Those are the two main percussion instruments. Okay. So you would start with those fundamentals, and then from there on, you could be creative. Nowadays, you know, we're, we're fusionizing. So we add congas, we add the drums. Now the drums has been a staple in, in bachata because it never exists. When I started out with Ave- Romeo comes from Aventura, and that's where I started at as well. There was never uh, drums. And there was never like uh, a keyboard player adding a lot of sound effects. It's just throughout the years when I started with Aventura, you know, that gave it that, that pop and uh, it changed the whole game basically. But you would definitely have to start at least with the bongos and la guida and the guitar, you're good. You got you got yourself a band. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Totally. So if you had to compare it to another style of uh, Latin music, which one would, do you think that it would be closest to? Hmm. Interesting. I would say it's almost, it's got like, it, it's almost got like that softness of jazz and the bolero style. It's mm-hmm. not too hard. It's not harsh, but it definitely got a lot of swing to to the music. I feel like now when I play uh, bachata, I feel like it's bachata, but it's it's everything now. It's like pop, rock, hip hop. I mean, it's mm. just been so much evolving going on that I feel like we're getting really open with different styles of music and letting you know accepting them to come in and kind of creating. But it, it's not it's not a hard thing like rock. It's more like I don't know if you ever 
heard the bachata and it goes, it's got that that whole pattern going on. And after that, they just created. I have to tell you that since I started, since I knew that we were interviewing you, I, I wanted to familiarize myself with bachata. Mm -hmm. And so I, I put it on on YouTube and I like do my Did hair you? to okay. it. And <laughs> Oh, okay. So that inspired you. It did. I'm sitting down curling my hair. Is getting you going. Listening. Hopefully, uh, oh, so I see. You see, you got those nice curls. All right. <laughs> Look at the curls. It inspired you. Yeah, it inspired you. It gave it's you that, definitely that twist. you want to move smooth. You want to move to the beat. It definitely. Now, now you know, cool. Jotan, when you were around the last time, uh, I remember the last uh, reading about this on the last tour with Romeo Santos. You had a lot yeah. of celebrities, different people show up too, right? Definitely, yes. So it's interesting Talk about because that. in that show that you went to, we had like all the, what we call los padres de la bachata. They're like the fathers, the masters of, you know, bachata music, right? So we had all the ones that started this whole thing from more than 20 years ago. And that was an honor to, you know, to have them come on and do a collaboration with us. But the most interesting thing too as well is that throughout these years we've been having like uh p diddy we've been having uh different artists usher and uh other artists you know collaborating in the music and the actual records and the albums so it's been interesting applying all those styles and and just evolving but at the same time creating with them so it's been pretty uh exciting it's funny career. it's it's a very <clears throat> stylistically it's very different from country but country music is very much that way country mis yeah, right? music used to be really you know boom ba, boom ba, and now it's <laughs> mixing everything together you know and you know as long as there's a little twang to it it's country you know yeah that is so true and i like that because you're actually getting other people involved that mm -hmm. maybe didn't like too much country and now they're liking it mm -hmm. because of that twist like you're saying it's just pulling them in like uh now you're hearing like the hip-hop with the mm -hmm. country sound and that's like wow that's that's kind of different even now you're getting those type of uh fans liking country more as well so which is pretty cool you know i i have a question quick question for you i know I, I i saw on your instagram do you always drive around in a mercedes van and play drums well lately i have been really <laughs> yeah because i was in a i was in a it's funny you said that because we were filming a documentary um, really? We, we, yeah, with food, uh, with this amazing producer and director. And so they've been like intertwining the music and the food. And so they've been getting shots of me, like, you know, like kind of jamming on top of the uh, steering wheel and all that. And and then my brother, go ahead. He, he went ahead and, and bought a Mercedes Benz. And then he was like, brother, you can use this for your studio. I mean, a mobile studio. If you want to put your drums in, I was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty and cool. So we put it, we put it to a test, and so now he's he's building something crazy. And uh, when that's done, then we're gonna film an actual like really good video, just kind of like playing on the road while they're driving and making music while someone is actually driving or something, you know. So very cool. I just been putting it out there for the fans to be like, what are you doing? Like, what's what are you up to next? <laughs> Right, you know, that's great. Yeah. So, what what would you say is your second um, favorite or 
expertise style of uh, drumming? Wow, that's tough. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, I love fusion. That's been my, but fusion with everything. Like I, I played lots of rock, Brazilian music, gospel. I grew up playing gospel music. But then I, I also, I guess I had my, my time where I played a lot of jazz with different artists and then some rock and then like Brazilian with different uh, Brazilian artists. So I, I just love it all. It's tough. I just like uh, the whole thing with creating is innovating. Uh, I would, I would say, but definitely fusion, even though I don't get to play it a lot in big arenas, but I, I love playing and creating in the, in the studio, just a little bit of everything. When, when did you, I would say wherever I can express, you know, that makes me feel like, uh, like uh, I could definitely open up, you know, what was your question? I was going to say, when did you get turned on to cannabis drums? I know Ken works with cannabis. I wanted to hear what your, what your interaction, you know, and experience with that is. Sure. So I would say maybe about uh, seven years ago, I have a friend, his name is Beto from Beto Bags, USA Beto uh, Cases. So he's like an uncle. I, I call him Theo. And so each time I, you know, I would see him in, at the NAMM show, I would roll with him, just hang out. He was like, hey, I got to show you, you know, some cool drums. I know you're playing these other drums, but um, you got to hear them. And, and then he put me onto them on the record. I was like, man, those drums sound really good. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to take you to see them and in person. So when he took me, I was like, yeah, I remember seeing these drums everywhere, like jazz drummers. And so I would say like, man, um, you know, I want to actually sit down and play them. So at the NAM, they gave me some, I pulled out my sticks and I just started playing. I kind of put my head down and got into it. And when I looked up, there was just so many people overcrowding the area. I was just, oh shoot, let me, let me stop. You know, and I got I got out and then that's how they approached me like, hey, no, like, it's OK. You didn't have to stop. I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to because, you know, they had the police. Us drummers, we get so into it. It, <laughs> it keeps no. He knows like out there drummers get into it and they they want to get them, you know, to stop. So they approached me and I was just like, hey, they were like, look, what would it take for you, you know, to play our drums? I said, whatever it takes to cult cultivate me because I'm loving the sound. And it's been like that. I was, I mean, ever since that day that I sat down, it's been nonstop cannabis. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Now, Jotan, I want to ask you, speak, speaking yep. of bachata, do you bachata yourself? It's such a beautiful dance. And what <laughs> yeah. I love about it is whenever you see people do it, it's always a man, or it seems to me as if it's always a man and a woman together. It doesn't seem like yes. it's a it's a dance that maybe where where people go out to a club and they'll dance by themselves. But it's such a beautiful dance. Do you do it? I actually do. I enjoy it. Um, it's a beautiful, you know, beautiful style of music that wants to, you know, get you into dancing. So I, once in a while, when I can with family or friends, um, like you said, it's mainly it started bachata started in clubs, and so you know now it's in arenas. So you just see the people dancing together while we're playing, and that's pretty cool. But I, I do get into it. And I do dance bachata once in a while when I have like that opportunity. Um, I'll just be like, someone's dancing. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll just pull out my hand and then we'll go into the swing, you know. But sometimes you see like 
people, if they don't have a partner in the moment, they'll get so into it and they start dancing on their own. And you, you just know, like the, the music will get you into it, you know, but uh, That's yes. so cool. It's yeah, such yeah. a beautiful, it's such a pretty dance to watch people yeah. do it. And especially if they know how to do it, it's a very, very pretty dance to watch. True. True. And you know what? I'll give you a little tip, you know, mainly you'll take uh, three steps and then you give an accent on one of the steps. So it'll be one, two, three, hop. And then you'll kind of like just come up on the side and then one, two, three, hop to the side. So it will be that <laughs> back and forth. And, and I'm that, sitting here you know, doing it in my chair. <laughs> I know, I see. I guess bachata is is like the the dance is almost like the music. It does incorporate a little bit of some different moves, some different dances, right? Is that fair? Yeah, that is true. It, it has its own style. You go along to the side, you can move forward, back. And then if you, you know, once you get loose, then you could kind of, you know, throw in some little turns. And uh, just kind of express yourself. You move to the beat, flow with it. You know, as long as, long as you're in the stepping, once you understand the stepping, you know, uh, to the side, like one, two, three, hop, one, two, three, <laughs> hop, you're good. <laughs> but the man leads it. The, the, the man always leads it as like salsa. Oh, That's okay. Awesome. Amy, I didn't, Amy, I didn't know that. Did you? I had no idea. Can we have to try it together? Yeah, uh, that won't be a pretty sight, Jotan, but we'll try it though in private. I'll 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 take lead. Yes, okay, okay. we're gonna do we're gonna do reverse bachata. Amy's gonna lead me. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no, actually, and, and through Zoom now, like everybody's doing it online, like because they figure you know you gotta stay six feet, you know, from distance. Mm. So that's that's a little different nowadays. Like, wow, I need my partner to dance. I can't do that, but. Now, now we can all practice from uh, from where we at, you know. There we go. I get. I guess speaking of things being different, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you. I, I know that the production with with Romeo was over the top. I mean, I I, I I recall I recall you telling me. I think it took a week to assemble the stage for him. There was so much equipment and so much going on. True. When when do you think that that acts like Romeo or Aventura? are going to be back doing the stadiums again. What are you, what are you hearing? What are you feeling? Wow. My mind is telling me like, let's do it this year, obviously. But in reality, I know I, I don't, in reality, I don't see it happening anytime soon, even though a lot of artists are starting to kind of get in the groove of doing some shows uh, for the winter time. I would say, I don't know for November, but I realistic you know, speaking, you know, thinking about it, I would say, I don't know, maybe 2022 to 23. That's Oof. the way I see it. Oof. Wow. That's a, that's a long time from now. Yeah, I don't see it wow. so clearly anymore like that. It's just, you know, I guess people are starting to kind of get ideas and do it. Uh, that whole digital streaming now that you know that's in the works and that's yeah. in the you know talks with different artists but i don't know i, I hope and i pray that willing that at least the whole thing could could come about at least you know sometime this year or at least just a starting point you know even though i started doing a few like private shows with different djs and different bands uh but even in the club or restaurant cafe scenes bar scenes um i haven't um I, I see it's growing little by little. I feel like it's it's something I never seen before, actually. But hopefully, 
maybe 22, I would say, at, at the middle towards the end. Well, hopefully the time passes quickly like time generally does. Yeah. But they are, they're talking about all of this like herd, you know, immunization. So maybe it'll happen yeah. sooner for everybody. That would be nice. I mean, how do you guys see it with your point of view? You know, like things getting back. What do you you're guys prob see? You're probably pretty spot on, but they're talking Broadway coming back September. So, um, of this year 21 so maybe maybe we'll see some more of you out there again that would be nice that. unless yeah. unless we start setting up a stage on a bus and going around the neighborhoods <laughs> and, and doing like a, a a bus tour a mobile or something i was talking to my brother i was like we got to do something we got to create something yeah do you, you think know? that the type of show that you do with romeo santos or 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 if you had a group like Aventura, would that work at a smaller venue, like a much smaller venue? I, I can't see that, that an act like that playing in front of five or 10,000 people. I, I, th I think that the one thing that I thought um, about the band was it, it, it just, for whatever reason, works with a large, large audience. I just can't see a, a show like that in front of 5,000 people. Can you? It would be insane. We used to, I, I, I can't see it doing a small it would be a private thing like a showcase the thing is like you said i mean it, it, it's gotten to that level where now it'll be weird do, going to a club or even a private uh party doing a show i mean we, it could be done but it won't be the same like you said it'll be definitely mm. weird mm. i mean because we're so used to giving the, the the audience or our fans the best like a show not just music led screens like um lighting and all this big like a broadway show type thing you know incorporating that so imagine like just doing something small i don't know how the people react to that maybe they'll be excited and crazy they'll just start dancing i don't know <laughs> but yeah. it, it'll remind me i mean we, we was to do that it'll remind me that the days where we, we used to play with aventura um with romeo when we we used to do clubs and the fans, the girls would be like right next to me. And I, just, I would tell them, hey, could you please move over just a little bit? I don't want to hit you with my drumstick. And and they would be literally right there. And and I would tell them, they would be like, no, it's, we're not moving. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're, they're the boys, they don't want to move. They want to be right there in action. So I must imagine like we were to do something like that. I don't think I would have enough space to play. I would have to set up like one snare drum tom a symbol, a hi-hat, something like back in the days, like super simple. What are, yeah. what are Romeo's brothers doing? So they're all kind of producing, recording, working in the studio, doing their thing. Um, they always stay pretty busy, just, you know, kind of doing their projects. And that's what we're all doing right now. We're all in the mm -hmm. studio, just creating, seeing what we can do just just to keep this going and because we love it too of course for the passion first right um so that's what that's you, what they're up to everybody's doing their thing do you write any music i do i started um producing and writing my own lyrics uh my mom she's a gospel artist so uh just a, like two years ago i did my first single where i produced it i sang on it i wrote the song nice yeah, it's called Escándalo. And so uh, I showed 
I did a music video out in Peru. And so that's what I've been getting into, just kind of like doing my own thing in the side, as well as working with everyone, right? How did you end up filming in Peru? That was pretty interesting. So I, I, I brought my film crew. I was like, uh, I, I, I called one of my friends. I was like, hey, um, I got an idea. I wrote a song. I'm fusionizing their music with some of the Latin pop uh, music that we play in Puerto Rico, which is like reggaeton, urban. And so I was like, the only thing I want you to come down to Peru to film. And he was like, all right, let's do it. And I was just blessed because I met a lot of great people and they started to enjoy the music and the creation. And the fact that I was kind of fusionizing their style of music with mine, it was just, the doors were opening. They were like, oh yeah, no, you should film it here. We'll get you whatever you want. I mean, people just started connecting and seeing the vision. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I was like, okay, I like this, these old fashioned like churches, cathedrals, and it looked kind of like Cuba. Mm. So we filmed outside and I just, I, I had the support of the, the town, the locals, and it was just amazing. I had a great support. So I just, I said, let's do it. And, you know, and that's how we filmed it. I brought my friends down, they filmed it. And came back and recorded some things in the US and then did the whole process here, just finished it here. Nice. Mm. Wow, it was incredible really cool. though. Definite, that, uh, a different experience from recording a music video in the States. Here, you need a lot of preparation, you know, with uh, licenses and permits. And over there it was like, yeah, no, you need a few permits and you need some time, but they made it happen so fast. I, I, it was just unreal. I was like, wow. But this, are you guys really making this happen? Because I would think it would, you would need more like uh, time, but I had great support. So that's that awesome. pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Now, now, Duke and Amy, I want to ask Jotan this question because we're not going to have too many guests who've done this, but I, I have to ask you, what is it like, regardless of what instrument you play, when yeah. you're doing a show in front of 70, 80,000 people, do you even notice or is, is it just like a wall? You don't even see faces because to boot, you're not playing in a, in a trio or, or a quartet or four or five people. I think typically with, with Santos, how many people did you have on stage at any given time? Wow. It was, it was insane. Like even, especially for that one, uh, we had so many people filming apart from the band was like 13, 14 musicians in the band. But it's like you said, uh, I mean, just looking at everybody, they, it, it looked kind of blur and it just looked like, like, I would say like in Spanish, sometimes my father says hormigas, hormigas is like ants. There's just so many <laughs> and they're moving around that you're looking at them, but you, you, you get, you know, you get out of, out of whack because you lose sight of them. There's just too many. You don't know which one is green, blue, if they're any color or something, but oh, <laughs> um, you lose sight. Yeah. Sometimes the fans <laughs> are yelling and screaming. And there, and and when you try to look at one, everybody else is getting your attention, so you lose sight. It's just like there's too many. You can't. It just it looks spectacular though. It, it yeah. looks like it looks like stars. I mean, it look it, it looks like raindrops. There's everybody everywhere. It's, sometimes I still can't believe it. I'm like overwhelmed. You know, I, I you know how people say don't don't take it for granted. And each time I, I go up and I just see everybody, I'm just like wow, how incredible it just looks. Yeah. You know. And you also had so much going on on stage because I yeah. remember 
Romeo you always that. had a lot yeah. of things going. Yeah, he had a lot of things going on. There's a crew. <laughs> do you find that as, as a drummer, regardless of what instrument you're playing, do you find that, was it at first, was that distracting with you, you, you have this huge audience and all this stuff is going on around you on stage? Did you find that, did that take a while to get used to? When we started doing those type of arena shows and stadiums and all that festival at first it was like this is crazy like there's so much going on i'm i, mean, I gotta pay attention to the art of these people like uh, like his bouncers on stage running across you know making sure that the fans don't get close to him and <laughs> but then musicians playing and then after after a while i did get used to it and i blocked it out i knew how to have the independence with my eyes just you know you know seeing the band but then most of all, just listening to them, we would stay in touch through our earpiece, our ears. So after a while, I was that. just, yeah, after a while, I could look over and I'd be like, wow, that beach is beautiful. Look, everybody's surfing and, and I'm still playing and we're hitting the brakes and everything. And I'm looking around, people doing funny things. I'm like, wow, there's people like on bars climbing just to see the show from far away. I mean, after a while, I was just like, yeah, like you said, it's just very distracting, but I got used to it. So awesome. the people don't yeah. see that though. That's the funny part. Them seeing the show, they have no clue that that's happening. Right, exactly. On the other end. So, yeah. were you born? Were you born here in the states, or were you born elsewhere? Yes, in the Bronx, New York. The you were Down. born in the Bronx. Okay. Yes, the Boogie Down Bronx. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm a New we, Yorker we, myself. <laughs> are you okay? Jersey. Yeah. Uh, Queen, I'm from Brooklyn. Staten Island. Oh, Staten Island. Okay, you're from the five boroughs. Yes. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, he's from the Boogie Down. In case Ken and Duke don't know what the Boogie Down is, that's the Bronx. What is that? <laughs> oh, the, the Bronx. Okay, all right, okay. Well, <laughs> exactly. he, uh, he's huh? certainly been traveling abroad enough, that's for sure. Yeah. As, right. a, matter right. fact, as a matter of fact, Jotan, that's where Aventura started, correct? You're, you're right, yep. They're all, all the guys are from the Bronx. Uh, their families, see Romeo's uh, parents are half Puerto Rico and half Dominican Republic. And then the rest of the crew, the rest of the, the other guys are from Dominican Republic. But like you said, all from New York, the Bronx. Yeah. And it's crazy and when that, because... Right. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it was crazy because I remember, I remember reading that, that you guys started off doing like what everyone else was doing, playing weddings, bar mitzvahs little parties and this is aventura <laughs> yeah that is crazy we was doing like That's little restaurants stuff. festivals um and crazy thing we we went we all went to the same school and we didn't know we went to the same school around the same oh, wow. time wow yeah i was the one playing in the band i never saw them like in the music department but uh later on we found out like hey what school did you go to oh we went to morris high school in the bronx <laughs> i was like get out of here i went to morris high school they were like no way i was like yeah i didn't, I didn't see you guys you guys were busy like i don't know maybe That's practicing fun. somewhere else but i was in the band class playing a big band and like other styles of music but it was cool yeah that is so cool i love that yeah. Did you did you go on to college to do any music, or did you just say like hit it big and say this is it for me? I'm this is what I want to do. I actually wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music, or uh, yeah. or the Collective, but it was it was so tough at an early age playing uh, professional. I started playing uh, with different bands and artists while I was going to school, junior high school, high school, and I guess right after high school, I was just like, man, I want to go 
here there but i have so many propositions already like yeah you know, so many artists that i'm already gigging with and i'm not going to be able to do it you know i have to choose either focus on you know going to college and uh, maybe at berkeley or just doing the music staying in the music full time and hitting it hard right. and that's what i did i just i just do with it it's crazy though i have a lot of students that go to berkeley the collective and i when i teach they're like, yeah, I go, I've been going to Berkeley. I was like, look at that, man. That's pretty cool. I always wanted yeah. to go to Berkeley and you, and you're going, that's cool. So you got to enjoy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, Jotan, we, we can't thank you enough for having you on. And what I absolutely love listening to you talk is that you're right. Everyone, you're so worldly that people are like, where's he from? And what is he? He's right from New York. <laughs> yeah. You're, what, what, Amy, what's that called again? I knew you were. Oh, oh, the Boogie Down Bronx. The Boogie Down. Just ask J-Lo. He's from the Boogie Down. He's from the Boogie Down. I don't even know. Duke, did you know where the Boogie Down is? No. Okay. Well, now we know. So I can't believe it. But <laughs> no, just thank you so much for a few yeah. moments. And, and I, I personally would love to see you. I'd love to personally see you back on the road. I, I pray to God thank sooner you. than later. Yeah. I thank really you. hope you're, it's yeah, not going to be further, longer than sooner. Yeah, we, we pray. I'm right with you. Thank you for having me. Really and when you are on the road, we'll come see you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And then you really get an insight. Like you said, like once you're there, like it, it's a it's a different thing, right? When you hear the CDs or MP3s or even on YouTube, it's cool. But once you're there and you hear the band, it's like something else. It, yes. It's, it's, I know tell you that hearing uh, the music and then like uh, on YouTube, but then seeing it live is like something else, right? Oh yeah! Oh what? yeah! It's just there's just no yeah there's no comparison. Right. Live, no nothing comparison. like live music, right, Ken? You said yep, it. Nope. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I can't well, wait listen. for that. I can't wait for that. God willing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? And and Duke, if uh, if we do go see Jotan, yeah. uh, hopefully he will have that R series, which I was Ooh. really. That was really some, if I can say, badass kit by Cannabis. That R series wow. was something else. That yeah, was a beautiful kit. And, and, and how did it sound to you on your, cause you know, oh. us drummers we're we're playing, we're like, man, I wish I could be over there just to hear yourself. Right. But good thing no, that, there's a drummer. He, he, I was like, cool. He's a drummer. So he's enjoying it. He, he could probably, you know, give the specs on how it sounds and all that, even though it looks sexy, that man, that color. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that really... didn't, I'll say this much. That did not have maybe perhaps the typical cannabis sound. I was quite frankly, very surprised. Did you I was very, I was very, very surprised at how it it sounded amazing, and you were all wow. over that thing like a cheap soup. Thank so I gotta, good wow, for you. Look at that. I gotta Man. ask a quick question, Joe Tan. How do you, like, what is, if you have one, other than your ear, other than your ear, like, sure, conceptually, what is the the way you tune your toms? So I, depending on the style of music, obviously with them, I tune it towards the middle, meaning very i'm not not very high pitch but mm-hmm. it's it's very it has a lot of tone so since we play different styles of music i jump in and out do a lot of fills i keep it where it's almost like fusion funk pop latin so a little high i would say um if we do have a song that requires a different sound i'll have an extra maybe snare drum and tune it low to get a fatter and deeper sound and maybe some extra toms in the side to get the bigger boomy sound or drier sound. But I would say I have it in the middle um, just because we, like you said, we're all over the place playing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, 
So I would say more like a high pitch sound um, just to, to be able to cut in and out mm-hmm. and be heard. My snare drum is, re- is tuned pretty high. Um, I do have another snare drum where it's, it's tuned a lot lower. But then I have cowbells and I have some bongos too and a little bit of everything on my setup. I got one last uh, drum drum techie question. Sure. What is your secret to your speed? You uh, practice on a pillow? Like what's your what's your <laughs> um I do practice a lot on pillows on soft uh surfaces where they don't have too much bounce. Mm-hmm. But I would say too practicing pillows with big uh marching drumsticks. Ah, okay. Like the big Firth white ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, for many years, I've used those um, all the time and just just practicing. Yeah. It, you know, people would tell me, oh, you practice a lot on the kit. I definitely do. But for technique, I would walk around with one of my old iPhones. I bought the, I think, I forgot what it's called, the case that's really thick. And I remember practicing like all the time on my phone. I would just flip it. And I will beat the crap out of the phone. <laughs> and I remember at NAM, I'm walking around, and then Vinny sees me. He, he's like Vinny, Vinny Colayuta. He's like, dude, you're literally, you know, banging on your cell phone. I was like, yeah. He's like, is that a pad already made? Because I, I want to get that. I was like, no, this is my regular cell phone. I, I forgot what it's called. The the the, the outer, the outer case, that mm-hmm. big oh, the giant outer case. box. Outer yeah, box. Outer I was, box. And I told him, he's like, man, I'm gonna see if I go pick one up tomorrow. I was like, yeah, beat the crap out of it. You'll be good. <laughs> but that's how we work on my technique. Definitely nice. with big sticks and, you know, on anything that, that I can get my hands on. But definitely pillows or something soft on the bed, especially in my hotel room. It would always be there. And I was like, perfect. I got a nice practice set right here. Right. Awesome. Thank Jotan, you. Jotan, awesome stuff. Thank you, pal. And hope to see you back on the road sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great pleasure.